To celebrate Marketplace's 35th anniversary, we made some throwback thank you gifts you can get when you donate during this March fundraiser. We took our old .com era logo and put it on a sticker, a glass mug, a tote bag, and a t-shirt. No matter how you donate, you can get a fun piece of Marketplace history. Check them out at marketplace.org slash give tech. These limited edition gifts are only available through March 22nd. Get yours at marketplace.org slash give tech. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact. Helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. The most popular video platform on the planet changes up its secret sauce. From American Public Media, this is Marketplace Tech. I'm Lily Jamali. YouTube's recommendation algorithm has always been key to keeping you on the site once you're there. Watch a cute cat video, and the platform spews countless more of the same. But that also applies to harmful content, which the YouTube algo sometimes serves up not just to adults, but to kids, too. Well, this month, Google-owned YouTube said it'll stop displaying recommended videos to some users who have their watch histories completely turned off. Katie Paul, director of the Tech Transparency Project, a research group, says most of those recommendations get to users on YouTube's homepage, and that's why controls there matter so much. A warning, our conversation isn't appropriate for all listeners. The homepage content is something that we have examined at Tech Transparency Project and found some really concerning examples of the type of content that is pushed on the homepage through the recommendation algorithms that doesn't seem to always correspond with watch history. And that's something that makes this a, a really important change because it does give the option to stop those potentially harmful recommendations from appearing right on the homepage when many people open up their app. And in May, your organization published a study highlighting how young gamers were being fed videos, this was on YouTube, about guns and school shootings. How did the platform's algorithm play a role in that? The study that TTP did in May was specifically to look at how algorithmic content is pushed to children. All of the videos that these accounts were trained with were video game videos, but all of them were pushed some level of gun content and content glorifying school shootings, which is really concerning given the fact that we know none of the watch history for any of these accounts contained anything related to uh, real life weapons, real life crime or extremism of any kind. And what was your response when you learned this was happening? Given the fact that these were recommendations pushed to accounts for minors, including nine-year-old accounts that had been set up through a parent account, 
What we found was that regardless of any features a parent may turn on at the time, there was no off switch for the algorithms. So even the most well-meaning parent who created an account for their child, who turned on all of the security, still wasn't able to do anything to stop the potentially harmful algorithmically recommended content. And that was one of the things that we highlighted in our report, that you, there is no off switch for the algorithms. And so this change from YouTube now appears to be the first option to provide what is essentially an off switch, at least for the recommendation content on the homepage, which is where our particular research gathered all of its findings from. Can you help us understand how important kids are to the bottom line for YouTube and its competitors? One thing that's important to keep in mind is that kids are a major profit driver for big tech companies. And we've seen both YouTube and Facebook uh, face historic fines from the FTC as a result of their illegal collection of data on minors. And so having such a large swath of young people using a platform that can really uh, affect their emotional state, that can affect uh, their their point of thinking on these young impressionable teens is one of the reasons there's such a need for more safety measures when it comes to some of this technology, particularly in lieu of congressional action that seems to be stalled time and again, even when it does deal with children. What was YouTube's response to your study? Well, YouTube's initial response to our study was essentially to attack the methodology and highlight the fact that there wasn't enough detail as to whether or not parental controls were turned on, which is why we specifically highlighted that there are no parental controls for algorithmically recommended content. And it seems to be a gap that YouTube is at least in part trying to close with this new change. So do you think this change could be a big step towards stopping that problematic content from being recommended to kids? This is certainly an important step in at least reducing the risk of harmful content recommended to minors. But it's not a one catch all solution because there are still other forms of algorithmically recommended content on YouTube's platform. Uh, particularly when you look at the up next videos. So for instance, if you are looking at something that is a scene from uh, of school shooting content from a movie, which is one of the types of pieces we found that was pushed to uh, the teen account, watching that video, if you look at the up next panel, will we'll generate even more recommendations for isolated school shooting scenes from movies. So there is still a risk of increasingly harmful content in those up next recommendations, which do not yet have an off switch. But when it comes to what is pushed on the homepage, which is where everybody lands when they go to youtube.com or when they open their app, this is certainly a big change in terms of how that content is pushed. But there's still a long way to go when it comes to recommendation algorithms on YouTube and just across social media more broadly. What more would you say needs to get done to really address this issue as much as one can, given the realities of how the internet works? Well, for starters, I think that especially in the context of minors, the algorithmic recommendations should be turned off by default. But there's also a bigger issue of a lack of transparency when it comes to recommendation algorithms. We really don't see 
any way to look inside that black box. And unfortunately, without more transparency from tech companies, we have no way of truly understanding how harmful those recommendation engines can be. Katie Paul is director of the Tech Transparency Project. We reached out to YouTube for comment on all of this. They pointed us to their blog post from earlier this month, which said it's launching what it calls this new experience to make it more clear which YouTube features rely on watch history to provide video recommendations and to streamline things for users who prefer to search rather than browse recommendations. We have the company's full statement on our website, marketplacetech.org. As Katie Paul points out, researchers in her group's study created four YouTube accounts. They represented themselves as boys ages 9 to 14, all with a watch history of videos about Roblox, Legos, and first-person shooter games like Call of Duty. You can read the whole study on how her group used those accounts to test YouTube's recommendation algorithm. It includes graphic screenshots of the kind of content that YouTube recommended to these four test accounts. We've linked to it on our website. Jesus Alvarado produced this episode. I'm Lily Jamali, and that's Marketplace Tech. This is APM. We all want to be our best selves, but it can be an expensive journey. From experimenting with alternative medicine. I was working with a natural, holistic nutritionist and never really thought about the cost. To splurging on fast fashion. I'm spending like all my tips. I was definitely spending like $200 a week. I'm Rima Hreis, host of Marketplace's This Is Uncomfortable. This season, we explore the cost of self-care and the real motivations behind our spending choices. Listen to This Is Uncomfortable wherever you get your podcasts.